Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Review. This week we're doing Bobo Brazil. Editor's note, John did not know how early Bobo Brazil was wrestling, and so researched this man, feeling very bad for him, because as soon as you see numbers like 1947, you go, oh, no, Bobo, oh, no. Great. This man, and you, this is the thing you have to, you can't really study era by era in anything that involves athletics because everything changes so much. But one thing you can really glean from Bobo Brazil is the specific number of 1924. And then this guy was wrestling Big John Studd in 1984. And he didn't Insane. look like a bag of shit. Like, yeah, but this Big is... John Studd looks worse. Like, I got news for you. <laughs> Bobo Brazil is like the first AEW wrestler in it's that it's funny, like... Yeah. He's the new uh, he's the first Christian Cage. <laughs> exactly. Christian Cage is the Bobo Brazil of our time. Yeah. Um, so you're uh, watching Big Bobo. John Studd, who would be Jungle Boy, and you're like, I don't know how to say this, but I think old Bobo's got another 10 years out of him. This is yeah, the I guy got, he's going to fucking replace him. I got to tell you, I don't think that Luke Perry's kid is going to be able to match the true charisma of someone who has survived the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, oh God, and yeah. 80s as a black man in America. And Hobson makes the note of it seems like he didn't um, really go through anything. And I would posit to you he, of course, did. It's just he's not dumb enough to, like, say that and um, put his whole livelihood at risk. Yeah, he also doesn't know how. Like, I guarantee Bobo Brazil was like, well, you know, in the wrestling business, uh, even though you're the champion, the promoter uses your arm as an ashtray. And then yeah, Big John exactly. Studd is just like. he has just accepted where it's like, oh, yeah. Everyone knows the champ eats in the dumpster. Yeah, you're you know, you do know that Hulk Hogan's wife was never punched by Vince McMahon, but Vince McMahon insisted on punching Bobo Brazil's wife. Come on, Vince McMahon, no, Vince was one of the, the say what you want about Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr., the man who I'm not sure talking about Kennedy. Are. Oh, talking you're talking about, about OG Vince. I'm talking v, VJK, VJM. That guy, let me tell you, that guy's not even that he's not paying off women. Uh, what the? F I guarantee Vince's dad was literally just like, "You got to sleep in the office. Congratulations!" And it's like, "What? Like, that's your reward? Congratulations! I view you as a human being, which took a lot of convincing." I would give n almost everything to know what Vince McMahon is doing right now, and I guarantee it involves. I guarantee he's just watching every match he ever promoted. So right now he is seeing Bobo Brazil. Bobo Brazil, by the way, is from. Did you see that we'll old SNL sketch? The uh, the the one where the bears suck. So every single one of the old bears guys from their old sketches has gone insane, and Chris Farley's character is convinced it's still 1985. That's yes, what I exactly. think Vince McMahon is doing. That's exactly what Vince McMahon. Ah, uh, yeah, taking Capital National, and then everyone's like, "Uh, well, Linda's not even in the house with him." I will say this: Bobo Brazil. Um, the last time. Which was also the first time they did the WWF Hall of Fame in 1994. Bobo Brazil was one of the original uh, people they put in when it was actually a ceremony. And Ernie Ladd does his speech. And that is the closest I've ever seen to... Actually, that's not the closest. It is the t only time I've seen the WWF Hall of Fame actually be a Hall of Fame. And it just looks like a friggin' kind of uh what do you call that it looks like a friar's roast but like everyone's in black ties and they're just talking plainly and unentertainingly about wrestling it is interesting the hall of fame ceremony where it's gotten to now uh in that yeah. and this is very much the fault of wrestling fans because we are 
we have our own way of showing respect, which is very disrespectful. And um, we do not really go for black tie events. It would actually convey more of a, like a vibe of what they're trying to do, but yeah. like fucking fans chanted boring at certain people's speeches. You remember That's when Chris Jericho so wrote the funny. most, and here's the problem is I don't know what side I'm on on that. Cause I'm like, it probably was boring though. And like, that is really funny that they did that. And it is pro wrestling. Happen, the don't sell tickets, which obviously you're going to sell tickets cause it's wrestling, but it's also like, if you don't want that to happen, then it's like, yeah. But what I'm saying is where it was like a bunch of guys have it be a company event like we've done company events. They're horrible to MC. You give out a fucking, you know, you give out. the. Uh, Can I just say this right now? The wrestler review is available to do a one company event this Christmas. Hi, attention come monkeys. If any of you are in charge of that monkey, that money for a Christmas event, book us for an exorbitant fee. Quit your job. We will do a live recording at an office Christmas party this December for okay. starting fee. Well, determined, but I want to do this now. Imagine no one does no one does live podcasts against the audience's will the way that they do it with stand-up comedy. And I think that that needs to be brought to this art form and we're the podcast to do it. No, I think the uh, best would be if we do what the UFC started doing, which is honestly, if I was a... Will that will be brought up in the lawsuit against the UFC eventually? Which was they used to give post-fight bonuses, which was fifty thousand for best knockout. But then they started doing performance of the night bonuses, which is kind of just so they could give more knockout bonuses than submission bonuses. Yeah. But um, they started giving them in crypto, and they crypto just crashed horribly. But they were still like, hey, you know, Scott Stevens, you freaking won, and now you get $50,000 in Bitcoin, which is now 25 bucks. so enjoy your 25 bucks, you piece of shit. You know how you get a down payment from a house off this? Yeah. Not anymore. What we're What's saying that? is, we'll do it for Bitcoin. Exactly. What I'm saying is, but I get to pick the coin. The coin is Ninja Coin. Come sure. coin. I want to be paid in cum coin. I know there's a cum coin. I know there is. <laughs> don't, I don't want to be paid in cum coin. I want to be paid in cum coins. We're going to have to pe- get all the cum coins in the world to make $1. Ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the review launches its own cryptocurrency, the oh, cum coin. Yeah. Why the haven't NFTs, we thought of this? No Why don't we have fucking... NFTs, Dylan? Why? This is the time for us to launch an NFT. The market has crashed. They are a joke. They're not now is the time. a thing. That's even better. The last Usyk versus uh, Tony Joshua, they just had a boxing uh, match, and Usyk is Ukrainian. He was like, we must help the Ukraine buy my NFT. And I'm like, oh, God. I remember this. Yeah. Good for him, though. Anyway, yeah. Bobo Brazil wouldn't have had an NFT? Uh, no, he would not. He was just fucking he would have sick. Whatever. Uh, Bobo Brazil uh, really shows that he was going to make it no matter what. When he was not playing in the... Um, uh, Negro Leagues for a team called the House of David, which is the yes. coolest name of oh, anything. Do you know the House of David? I do not, but I do know that it, it was a repressed cult, according to the research it's in the 1920s, cult, yes. that did a horrific amount of things to a horrific amount of kids. That oh, yes. said, it was calling, just literally the House of David was like the hey. House of Black, but you know, actually evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the House of Black. If the entire House of Black storyline was revealed that Brody King and Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews are pedophiles. And yeah, exactly. Like, Tony Khan the twist. Like, no, it'll be. Yeah. The twist that Tony. You're a heel. Yeah. CM Punk wants to have dinner with me. Can you believe it? Guys, guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but Phil, that's CM Punk's real name. 
He's got my phone number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do it's know it is. You know, statistically speaking, he has to hang out with me because I pay his bills. Yeah, I know what's fun about making him the champion. I own something that he has. Ooh. Do you think he's found the camera? Between me and Phil. Yeah, me and Phil are just going to go on a, a special match where we walk and talk, and he calls me his friend. <laughs> he pinned me one, two, three. Oh, in my dream. <laughs> Ah. Anyway, yeah, I think the House of Black that would be good, where it just revealed that they are pedophiles, and then their <laughs> managers are all just a bunch of crying kids. <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the House of David. No, don't agree with that. Don't agree. <laughs> know what because I like? The house, so the, here's what the thing about the Negro Leagues was: is that they didn't make enough money. Certainly like not. The MLB. So what they would do is they would do barnstorming tours where they would go around and just play like, hey, you know, because white supremacy was so raging at that point that like the company softball team for the old Springfield power plant could would legitimately think they could beat Josh Gibson and Satchel Paige. And then yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, like. It's yeah. literally like a bunch of guys that work at a factory versus Sat- like Satchel Paige coming in with a goal. Like I know nothing yeah. about sports, and I know that Satchel Paige was really good at baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, think Harlem Globetrotters, but like for real, really happening because they're that much better than their opponent. So, so he's good. in the House of David uh, baseball team, and um, this is covered briefly in Ken Burns. Also, but what it's kind just of like, cults yeah. have baseball teams? I don't know why QAnon doesn't have a soccer team. Oh my god! Imagine QAnon's fucking. If, if why you honestly, is... if QAnon was like we oh. are MMA gym, they would own the fucking sport. Okay. Oh my god, they would fucking. There's so Marjorie many. Taylor. Did you Marjorie see the Taylor guy? Green. Did you see the guy who was like, um, he won the uh, title? Of course I did. Who called out Jimmy Kimmel? I want to see the. <laughs> a lot of training went into this camp. Really worked on my jujitsu. Jimmy Kimmel, you're a pedophile. Uh, no, it's so much better. Jimmy Kimmel and you Hollywood pedophiles. There you go. I want to see the flight manifests. Until that, you're all pedophiles. And it's just like, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what the UFC and MMA is doing for comedy and is doing for um, pro wrestling and is doing for a lot of the other carny arts. We lost all our crazy people. And you know what the UFC is doing? They're saying, hi, everyone. My name is Dana White. If you're crazy and I can teach you how to kick... You can make about fifty grand three times over ten years and then die. So did you hear something fun? House of David, still some people uh doing it. Of course. Still people are doing it. It's in Michigan. There's you still people the House of David. There's still people that are following the Heaven's Gate. Oh yes, and uh here's how widespread so basically the House of David was <laughs> imagine if a pedophile cult had the Harlem Globetrotters, that's what the House of David was. And, um, yeah, they even had um, Babe Ruth did some barnstorming stuff for them, of course, Satchel Paige. And then the other thing was, the cool thing was Babe Ruth participated in the other stuff. Pick a kid, babe. <laughs> Pick a kid. No. Pick the weakest one, babe. Is that why they called him the, the, the babe? The celebrity gets the weakest one. Is that why they called like, him oh, the babe, okay. Dylan? <laughs> Sorry, I coughed up a bitch. Uh, come. I was calm. I drank calm. <laughs> I think Dylan d- hasn't spoken to anyone today, and he's coming in hot on the podcast. I feel like Dylan's just been doing fatherly tasks, and now he now he's in his naughty green room, it's just being able to speak it's truth. Right here, I'm now I'm in my naughty room. Don't bug me. I'm in my special place. Uh, yeah, 
Leave me alone to just talk to my friend. Uh, Boa Brazil uh, debuted not under the House of David's amateur wrestling program that Can ended I say in this, a. Though, Go ahead. Before you start, is that this may be the only time in the history of professional wrestling that someone went into professional wrestling and it was actually a positive move all around morally as well. Oh, interesting point. Yeah. It's it very like, rare. It's the pedophile very... baseball, Harlem. The Harlem pedophile baseballs and went to yeah. the um, just straight up. I was I sick. And also, a lot of pedophilia in wrestling. So no. I was sick and tired of being uh, ritualistically abused by uh, the people at the House of David. So I headed into wrestling where I could be ritualistically abused by most, but not all people. No, he wasn't. So he was one of the players on the baseball team. He wasn't one of the abused. No, that's what. Oh, he's he's abuse adjacent. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Boba Brazil uh, went on the club. He's not running it. I understand exactly. Yeah, he's he's tearing tickets at the uh, at the at the uh, at the. Those guys did a bunch of abuse too, so that's not even good. No. Like oh yeah, every they ser- arena every uh, professional sports arena in the seventies. Oh my god, this is a sidebar. The Toronto one, where one of the guys had been like known for forty years and had a nickname called like his name was Creepy Kevin because he was real creepy around the kids and everyone was like, and he didn't do anything about that. And they're like, well, we gave him the nickname. Yeah, man, the fucking uh, Boris Johnson thing. Uh, honestly, I kept him around because what a nickname. hilarious. Anyway, the Boris Johnson was great. Anyway, let's get to the boring. Let's um, do it. Bobo Brazil. Was supposed to be the South American giant, and his name was going to be Boo Boo Brazil, but then they mispronounced even the racist. I should say this: um, his real name was Houston Harris, which for some reason they did not use. Like yeah, Houston Harris I, is a name that Vince McMahon dreams of. That's an NXT name Vince McMahon nutted to. And also, what's even crazier is um, he didn't. They didn't even get Bobo. It was originally Boo Boo Brazil, and they misspelled it. Yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. Oh, sorry. I I totally missed that. How did I miss that? It must have cut out. Anyway, where am I? Houston so Harris. Even, uh, this is great. Even though he's a star immediately, he is, of course, banned from going to restaurants. He also performs in Japan where he is a mega heel because as much as um, you would think 50s and 40s uh, America is racist, Japan is like... Dial like literally take it fifty years previous to what their stereotypes were about black people, and then that's what Japan was. Man, it's so awkward. Kyle. Cover, cover I, wrestling. I, I was also. I, I just want to point out when I was going stereotypes fifty years before America, and I'd be like, um, they just think he he's a table. Like what? Like what the fuck? Like it's also just so weird. Oh, it must yeah. be so weird for this guy because you read. Everything about Bobo Brazil's life is he just seems like he was just sort of happy to be there. Like he's like, well, okay, thanks. And then they're, pew, pew, pew. and he's like, well, I guess that's what happens when you're the champ. Yeah. I mean, he wrestles his first match as the Black Panther Houston Harris, which is a really good name. But Very NXT, as you said. Um, and uh, in his early career in many territories, he's only allowed to wrestle other black wrestlers because of the color line, even in play fighting. And in those days, he was billed as the Negro World Heavyweight Champion. In oh, he was brought into many cities because he was a popular babyface across the board, and he would wrestle against white heels. Um, what I love about Bobo Brazil is he's giving us an opportunity to speak about 
the Tunney family in Toronto because by the 1950s, he'd made his way uh, to Toronto. He was a major headliner working for Frank Tunney, Whipper Watson. Ba- Listen to the Toronto Territory sounds just like so many guys who are smoking players ex- or no export A's in front mm-hmm. of the Maple Leaf Gardens while creepy Kevin is tearing tickets. Bob Wagner, Hans Herman, and Fred Atkins. <laughs> Uh, Bobo pioneered the Coco bump uh, headbutt against opponents, referees, and anyone else he could get his hands on. He went right to the top uh, with Tanny giving him a chance. Um, and then Jim Mitchell, the Black Panther, took Bobo on the road and helped him get all the way to Los Angeles. It's really interesting that he gets out of the oppressed segregation of the United States and shoot him on over and suddenly he's like to the top he's working with all of the big uh, people in the toronto territory bob wagner and i think fred atkins were both part of the office and it's so much so he gets sent then to the west coast like it's just very interesting and though i assume los angeles was fucking segregated as hell in 1952 it's pretty segregated now but still it's just a very interesting point of he like hits toronto kicks his career into overdrive and he can go back into the states fascinating and it must be crazy for Bobo Brazil that he like wrestled when he first started wrestling. He was wrestling in the golden era of the fifties when wrestling was everywhere. And then, of course, when he finishes his career, really, he is in the golden era in the eighties. Well, it's also interesting, which is he's in two distinct. Like he basically sees the whole studio wrestling thing rise, and then basically they just don't change that system for thirty years, and then he just sees the one guy who's like. Well, let's just film in the arenas and make it look really popular. Oh, that's the new system. Yeah. Like it's, Which is like crazy that it got. It's also very interesting. <laughs> that it took that long. What if we made it look big and good? So here's yeah. the thing I want to point out to you about wrestling, the wrestler review. Is that as we've sort of noted, as we've now been doing this program for, let's be honest, too long. Uh, seven years. <laughs> in those seven years, the one thing that I think we can take away from knowing about talking about a different wrestler as a week is if you want longevity in wrestling, really think about your finishing move. And Bobo yeah. Brazil's is basically, I touch my head to someone's head. He basically does the no, a cat recognizing other cat nose touch to a fucking opponent. It's perfect. It, it really is. And it's, um, and you know, people, I forget what the wrestler was, but some impact wrestler uses a headbutt as a finisher, and it's still good now. Oh, it's me. I'm an I'm sorry, impact wrestler. You, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, have you not? Do you guys not know that I'm now competing in T- uh, TNA Impact? That's how bad that programming has gotten. Is Dylan and I have been tag team champs for two years? <laughs> oh, um, what uh, what do you think? Um, the reason that his headbutt was so strong was in storyline, John. I assume they said something horrific, like he has a thicker skull because he's a That's black true. guy. Yes, yeah, he has. A yeah, of course. Skull. He's of course a thicker he skull measure his brain. Yeah. Oh, welcome to wrestling. Let's all go to hell. <laughs> that's that's fucked. Even in the eighties, he said they had to say that, like, oh, Bobo Brazil is that a oh, good lord, thicker brain. God damn it. Yeah, that's how I they mean, wrote him they... off. Um, that's because they keep kayfabe. He and um, he headbutted Afa in the eighties and Vince demanded they both kill each kid. Like, yeah, they take tablets and suicide tablets. And I remember that. Yeah. 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 Alpha survived because he, uh, he had done so many quaaludes the night before his body was already filled with toxins, but Bobo was clean and succumbed. Uh, other fun kayfabe keeping stories about Bobo Brazil kept kayfabe when he would go over to the sheik's house for dinner. Yeah. And they had a fucking huge feud him. Yeah. We will get to that. It was feud. 
in the 70s, all they basically did was met at Cobo Hall, bled on each other, and then left. Um, by the 1960s, basically, Bobo Brazil just bounces. Like, Bobo Brazil is what Jim Cornette thinks a wrestler should be. He's like, he's just a solo guy who goes from town to town, and he's sad and alone. He's like, he, he would, yeah, he would just go from town to town and, like, not even be a single star everywhere. It was just like, oh, his tag team is being reformed with that guy, which yeah, is exactly. I mean, interesting. And honestly, I think something wrestling could revisit with like the amount of wrestlers that it's weird. The glut of talent now is a lot like the fifties and sixties where there's that many people who you could say are stars because no one really cares about jobbing anymore. So everyone's kind of beaten everyone. So everyone gets to like showcase their character in a weird way. I actually totally think you're correct, which I don't like admitting as you know, um, but what I want to let you know, Dylan, is this is Whoa. what I think that the WWE and AEW should do is open that door a little bit more and have people literally be able to walk, like go back and forth a lot more and not have it a be contentious door. Exactly. Because you need to have these break. Like if you think about it, Cody being on raw was fun. Cause we're like, what's he doing here? That's weird. Oh, yeah, he can wrestle Seth Rollins. That's fun and new. And what made the Attitude Era so interesting and what made the territory so much more sort of easier to digest is there was always that element of surprise of like, well, actually, this person could kind of show up. And that just doesn't exist anymore now. Like, we just know. And you could absolutely manufacture it. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean... Yeah, it'd be interesting because they'd have to do like just every single t match is a draw. If they actually did like an AEW versus WWE card, that's what they would want. Or like, you know, hey, you can beat Jericho because he always loses and will have someone beat the Miz. That type of thing, right? Like, um, but during the 60s, he was on the same level as Gene Kaniski and Bruno Sammartino, right behind Fritz von Erich as the biggest foreign draw in Japan. He was the only person ever have a many year time frame to beat giant baba in a singles match although a great attraction in many territories he didn't actually have many nwa or wwf um title matches which makes sense because this is the old formula that's always new but it's like it's like those the undertaker character where they don't have title matches because this guy wins as much as the champion and he's portrayed as as yeah. strong as the champion but he's just on the card too because you need yeah he's just He's a through he, crowd engaged. He likes to beat people up. He um, had Fun. many title. He had many wins over Giant Baba, which was said. But the most interesting thing is, while he competed a lot in the NWA and WWF, very rarely competed. Almost never competed in the AWA because the AWA was notorious for not promoting black wrestlers, according to the research from Christopher Hobson. Which that scans Vern Gagne really looks like he would be confused by Bobo Brazil. Well, well, are you doing this? Why, why are people smiling? Why why are you that color though? Why don't they just why don't why doesn't everyone have a book out? It's weird I it's weird that I I just hate you based on what you look like. Is that is that weird, Bobo? <laughs> is that they have a name for that? Do they Greg, Greg, it's me, Vern. Do they have a name for uh for the feeling I have towards this man? Hmm. For some reason I want to wear a red armband. Do they have a yeah. name for that? Uh, yeah. Boba Brazil uh, wrestled Dick the Bruiser. Still. Oh. You say the name out loud. Still good. Dick the Bruiser. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you name somebody. Penis the Puncher. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tallywhacker Tackler Richard. He's the most intimidating man in the history of our sport. What's his name? Penis Hands Ramirez. <laughs> All his hands are dicks, so when he punches you, it hurts him, but it hurts you too. It's a real penis battle. hands Ramirez is 
That is real. <laughs> he's got his hands are thick like a penis. He's got he's, yeah, he's, like he's got ten dicks. <laughs> his arms are veiny like that of your favorite porn star. <laughs> his arms are the shaft, and you better believe each individual figure is the head of a penis. Sensitive, but fun. I don't know. He celebrates a match by shooting. Ten different loads into ten different areas of the crowd. <laughs> Women have been known to open up their vaginas <laughs> like buckets to accept his donation towards yeah. their quest. He does it like the Hogan, uh, the Hogan flex. He goes to each corner and jacks up <laughs> into the crowd, and the crowd's going insane. Um, they drew eight thousand fans. Cock the Bruiser and um, Bobo did, and uh, they turned away another three thousand, and then they do a return match. That draws, yeah, another exact capacity. And this is in the early 60s, and it bears repeating because it is like this now. And I think this is going to sound. Can I go ahead and say it? Hat on for a second. Oh, Dylan, are you wearing your hot take hat? <laughs> I'm wearing my hot take pants and I'm wearing my cold take shoes. John, I think that wrestling is sort of going to lose this with, with Triple H, which is. Bobo Brazil and Dick the Bruiser, not necessarily the best in-ring talent, but just fucking goddamn charismatic as all They, fuck. I don't think they will lose this, and here's why Stephanie is still the there. Because, listen, how about you give it that Triple H? Hey, hey, everyone, welcome to the creative first things first. Let's all just figure out how we can get a wrestler in that's actually Lemmy who I can beat and then marry. <laughs> Do you think Triple H is like weirdly not with not or so excludes the outside of the ring stuff, but he's like the uh, Mel Gibson of pro wrestling, creatively speaking, wherein everything he directs is actually like really good. But then when he stars in something, you're like, that could have been better. Yeah, 100 percent. Is he Apocalypto, if you watch that, is fucking dope. But then it's like you have to ignore the fact that he's anti-Semitic, <laughs> which I'm not good at doing. I'm not good at ignoring people. When they this is my problem cars. also is because here's what it is. I figured out which is like uh, I think what it is is if you were bullied as a kid, you have to take it as the whole picture because here's what it is. Is there were like times later on in life where people are like this guy's pretty great, actually. And I'm like, he's fine. But I remember when he was 17, he like full punched two people in the full face. And then was like, that's what you get for doing math, which is a particular person I yeah. remember who now works for a charity. And everyone's like, this guy's great. And I'm like, I wouldn't say he's great. Well, it's like there's and, uh, and it's funny because like I'm I stopped being one of them. But I was for a while of the guys in Toronto who are like everyone's like Drake is so good. And then you'll meet a guy. <laughs> yeah, he was played the guy in a fucking wheelchair in a show, though. It's like, yeah, but now he's doing another thing. <laughs> yeah, but before, though. My problem with Which Drake. Which is crazy because it's and like, here's my the, problem hey, with that Drake. guy, King Griffey Jr. hit a home run. I knew he when, when he was a baby. He's a baby yeah. to me. It's like I okay, remember, by the way, Ken adult. Griffey Jr., I remember baseball. That's how everyone treated him. They were like, I remember his dad. It's like, well, I don't. His dad's dead, so fuck him. The Ken Griffey rules. Dad's still not dead. Both dad dad and son still alive. Get out of here. Victory. Ken Griffey Jr. still alive? <laughs> junior and senior. <laughs> well... I want this to Senior, be Senior, one of the only baseball My parents who's like missed. basically confirmed non-abusive too. So that's pretty crazy. Whoa. I mean, it's, even just in athletics, that's a real rare situation. Oh, yeah. You got to have the drive to succeed. And some people, they're just good at the thing. And those are the best people, much like Bobo Brazil. So he ba basically, this is the crazy thing is all the only thing that survives from these times, the titles mean nothing. Um, 
The only thing that survives is this guy's the gas station champion of Detroit. Oh, oh my what god! The fuck does that sounds dumb? Yeah, they drew twenty five thousand people. What the fuck? There was nothing to do back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other thing my that you realize wrestling a lot. This is the thing you realize about like, what the fuck else? What am I going to go to the nerd ass opera? Ain't no fucking nerd. Here's the thing that no one talks about. I'm in England right now, and so everyone's always and with the topic of conversation always over here is like, well, they'll never make a Monty Python, and it's like. Yeah, because back then the BBC was the only thing to do at night. Yes. Do you want to go outside? No, you don't. It's wet out there. Okay, well, for seven hours, we're going to show you a, a video of a tree dying. And then for some reason, four, these four guys can do whatever they want because we don't care. Like, that's the thing that no one ever takes into account. They're always yeah. like, what the hell? The, what, there was the Tony Orlando like variety hour in the 70s. The only reason I mention this is because. I just watched a documentary about George Carlin, and I think Tony Orlando gets on and is like, we were doing okay, and we had 35 million people watching us, which is five times the amount of people that watched the last episode of Game of Thrones, where it's like, there's no, it's just not comparable. What, yeah. what, what, uh, Johnny you know, what Carson's ratings when he hosted The Tonight Show were like 80 million people would watch his monologue. Yeah, because the other thing was like, there's two options, and we both know this because we read the read the fucking '90s book by Chuck Klosterman. What just you watch it on the day, you find a replay of it, or you buy it on VHS from like the studio. Yeah, and back then in the '70s, you couldn't even have watched it on VHS, so you had to no. You would just live. hear about it. No, it's fucking insane. It was. It's so wild and so interesting. It's also that thing of there is ways to I think artificially create some of that need. In that you can kind of see okay. one of the nice things that AEW does, which I do like, is they are okay not having their whole roster there all the time. That's boring yes, out over that's certain great. drama that we're now seeing now. And that is sort of how you make people events. You make people stars. You make people interesting is yeah, you don't see having them. the brand split, which is very much like I'll see this guy then. It's like, oh, I didn't see him this Wednesday. Maybe I'll see him on Friday. That's exactly it, which is. And Adam Page, I think, would be the clo- is the cl- is is sort of on his way to being that sort of Bobo Brazil character, that Undertaker character. In that, it's fun to like in modern wrestling to be over. You need to have a fun chant. You have to have a fun entrance. You have to have a cool egg, like final move. All of these sort of things. Adam Page is that in spades, and I think that by them not having him around all the time also makes it very, very unique. As someone who basically just observes AEW by from the far, far, far shadows, it's always interesting. I'm from the bushes, peering in. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Um, I think that the House of David stuff to do. That's right. I don't. Uh, I don't involve myself in all. <laughs> yeah, of the- I think you said that's right before you realized what I said. Certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wait. Improv no. before dishonor, Dylan. You know Has my hu- my home improv or- <laughs> Yes, and is so ingrained in where it's like you're under arrest, sir. Nineteen counts of pedophilia on a baby, and then they gotta be like, yes. <laughs> I don't know this, but I th- I am I'm almost. I would say I'm eighty percent sure that they're. Uh, that like when an, an improviser got outed for being a horrific, horrific groper, as happens in the improv community on a near hourly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume at some point someone did go like, well, I guess he took yes and too far. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's that's the number one thing. I will say this. When stand-ups get caught, you can always tell. Either they're really clean or really dirty. Oh, 
and also i here's something that i've never been shocked by when someone's like that guy's a creep and they're in stand-up i was like who is it yep yep 100 percent. anyway uh bobo brazil the six go on a great time for him and the certainly are to know about this. there's a civil rights movement going on i mean uh, not for, I, let's not say <laughs> i'm saying financially Hey guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers, and at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, $20, five if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to. Thank you so, so much for donating to Patreon. Uh, it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about Barry Horowitz's dick already is. I want you to know how much I love all the Patreon listeners. I was quietly reflecting on my love while Dylan was doing that. Let's be honest. Great commercial. Yeah. End of the decade, he's challenging G. Kniski for the NWA title. Of course he doesn't win because of the era we live in. And also G. Kniski yeah. was a hell of a worker. Hell of a worker, Dylan. That's why. That's the only reason. Uh, it was a uh, it was a draw. And over 10,000 fans <laughs> at the Olympic in Los Angeles came and news is the other thing about Mr. Brazil is that um, at this point in his life, he is in his middle 40s, truly the AJ Styles of the 60s. That is also the crazy thing. Also, can I just say this about Bobo Brazil? Some of the best high forehead haircuts I've ever seen. Mm. Worst sideburns I've ever seen. Go on. That's it. That's the whole thing. Just had bad sideburns. He had long sideburns. You got to have a hell of a hairline to pull off lots of sideburns, actually. So maybe the sideburns is something that hasn't come back yet and when it does will be fat like it'll be like bald guys like me with sideburns and it'll oh i would love dylan can you please grow sideburns sideburns so i remember if you watch mr show in their middle (laughs) 90s david cross is bald as hell too and he has sideburns and this sounds weird but it's like a beard kind of evens out your head which is why many bald of course such as myself have them um Uh, excuse me you are not bald you choose not to have hair there that's what you told me you're like this is my alpha there's there's still some death there's i mean there's like the last you're keeping the boys on the field and i gotta tell you i appreciate (laughs) it the boys are playing out the string that's what let's say that i'm here i will fix this in one second (laughs) so this is really fun because if you're watching the patreon um video stream John just turns into like a sentient being from a cartoon because it's a picture that just greetings. <laughs> greetings. I am made of cum. I am your cum. I am. I am now cum. cum. So in the seventies, once again, and this is just like for now. Well, when booze is no longer a th- not no longer a thing, but like everyone's watching their health. Everyone wants to live till one hundred and twenty and have abs. People want to, like, be in open relationships in their 90s. Like, people just aren't... Like, now in the 2020s, people are just not accepting death as an option. But, like, in the 70s, these people all went through World War II. They fucking... They fucking party. They fucking drink like they're just about to die. The original oil crisis is happening. Bobo Brazil is still wrestling in his late 40s. Yes, he's in tag matches, but... He's still wrestling very effectively, and if you look at, like, they'll be like, this is really good because we our research kind of curtails off in the 70s, basically, because we get the chic feuds in the 70s, yes, but he's in the last of the territories in the 80s, Bobo Brazil is, and they have all these guys come up and like, he's the young up-and-comer trying to take out Bobo Brazil, and it's like a guy who looks so much older than him. 
just like the fattest. It looks like a bunch of like plumbers who never figured out how to not even walk into the house. Like somehow they take a wheelchair and then the person who owns the house is like, do you, oh, you need the wheelchair? He's like, no, I just have something against the steps app. I try and achieve zero steps every single day. But in the 80s, he even, like, as I said, he wrestles Big John Stud in the WWF during the original Hulkamania era. Um, he, he wrestles, like, Nick Bockwinkle. Um, he wins the Indiana heavyweight title, defeating Johnny Valiant. He loses it to Blackjack Mulligan. At this point, this is what I want to call Bobo Brazil runs the gauntlet of people that were rude to him. There is no way Johnny Johnny Valiant was not respectful to Bobo Brazil, guaranteed. And I guarantee this is the phase where Bobo Brazil got fucking wild. I guarantee Johnny Violent said the wrong thing to Bobo Brazil and Bobo Brazil just like broke a beer bottle, held it to his neck and went, I'll show you a fucking rib, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching this dude. I have a hard time. I have a hard time envisioning him hanging out with other wrestlers. To be quite honest, I just think he does the he does the stupid thing for the dumb money, and then he goes home. Well, if you hear Sabu talk, uh, incredibly close to the Sheik, like he was incredibly close to a lot of those wrestlers. He was very much part of the community. I am more just basing it off the fact of there's no way Blackjack Mulligan and Johnny Valiant and this period in Boba Brazil's career was smooth sailing in terms of vibe you know what i mean this is a also a clean 40 years in professional wrestling and he honestly didn't retire until 1994 which would have landed him on his 70th birthday that's um this guy is this is you know who rick flair's trying to be as usual rick flair's trying to take the legacy of a glorious black pro wrestler bobo brazil by trying to do uh, sad matches in his 70s that's right I'm throwing shade at Ric Flair. <laughs> but wrestling used to be a thing that you could do for this long because if you look at how professional wrestling changes from like the early 80s, I'd say it speeds up. It's funny because Vince McMahon very much was the fucking indie bullshit promoter of his time because like once you get into the 80s, it's like it gets so much faster when you get to WWF matches. But you look at the seventies, he can still wrestle that. Like, here's my move is just the headbutt you bump for me. And then I'll lose to you at the end. So I look strong. Like he can still wrestle that style completely. And what a style it is. Yeah. Just do your only move over and over again. It's essentially, basically he's Hulk Hogan. If Hulk Hogan had kept the ace crusher. Oh, you don't mean, yeah, the ace crusher. What was it? No, ax bomber. Axe Bomber. What's the eight? Oh, the eight is the stunner. Yeah, Sorry. He's not dumb. He was not just full from anywhere. Hulk Hogan. I'll oh, fuck yeah. your what? wife from anywhere, dude. I'll fuck dude. her in the bathroom. I'll fuck her in the oven. Oh, she's stuck <laughs> under the bed. I invented that, dude. <laughs> I'm going to say it I'm right the first now. first guy to say, that person I'm related to looks hot, brother. I'm going to have sex with him and say it's my step-sibling. Um, let me say this, dude. I told Trump, dude, you want to be president, dude? Tell people you want to fuck your daughter, dude. Um... Tell him you want to fuck your daughter, dude. And then, you know what? Come out against black people on dude. tape. Uh, I'm going to say this. I've said it before and I will say it again. Um, Hulk Hogan owning a surf shop and him just awkwardly posting photos of that on his Instagram never doesn't make me go, oh, you fuck. <laughs> how many? But this is the thing. How many times has Hulk Hogan been on a surfboard? None. How many times does he make that joke and it's always just about doing mish with some flat chick, you know? What I mean? 
I'm going to say this. Calling it Mish. I'm going to say this. Calling it Mish and the concept of hashtag SIGs inside really make me jealous of people that are in their 20s right now. You want to do some Mish? Oh, come on. What a fun thing to say to a human. Well, the crazy, the crazy ads yesterday, I was at Bill Burr and the crazy ads for please don't fucking vape inside. And then as soon as like, as soon as every doorman usher guy where you make sure everyone has seats, they all backed up at one place and just every single person vaped. It was hilarious. I assume. Oh, no, you're no longer vaping. No, I do not vape anymore. I'm vape free. Yeah. Now you're just a it loser just started naturally. Hurting. It just, you know, <laughs> once I took the fucking uh, nick out, lost all its fun. Yeah. This is the thing with smoking is it's awesome, but it's because nicotine rules. It's like, a <laughs> which by the way, John, as we know, as of this recording, Andrew Tate has been deplatformed. If you don't know who Andrew Tate is, then. I then why are you listening to this program? He is one of the people that we are clearly making fun of all of the is, time. He is a better professional wrestler than so many people. I saw a thing where he was. I. Like, um, I had the exact same thought. That's funny. I spend that on watches. You going to get pissed off? It's literally a uh, heel wrestling. Every, people are going to fucking hear this and be pissed off at me. They're going to come up and yell at me. I'm going to fucking choke them with my bare hands. Then their fucking wife, who's a six, is going to come up and plead with me to stop. And I'm only going to do it if she sucks my dick. And it was like, end of clip. And I was like, Jesus, where can I see the... Are you going to be at the exhibition? Are you? Can I watch oh my you God. against Malachi Black? I have never seen a guy more admit to crimes on the internet more than that fucking guy, and it is the best thing ever. There's because the amount amazing of- too about just be having so many physical faults that like I say this all about the UFC fighters all the time, but it's like when you see a lightweight UFC fighter and they're ugly, you know, hard, Go ahead. you know, horrible that is because like. These guys worked out so hard, like not heavyweights, because heavyweights usually are, have a bit of chunk on them. So they could be like, I could work out and be attractive. But these guys are ugly and they're in the best possible shape they ever could be in. And they're still fucking ugly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like regular people can be like, maybe if I lost 20 pounds, though, I'd be hot. These guys got to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, I, I am and yeah. peak physical performance. I have and an I still I'm disgusting looking. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, which is like, I am never going to not look this good. And I am, I am, a, I still need to work on my personality. You know how, <laughs> my, how fucking disappointed you must be? Yeah. If you have an eight pack of abs and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to start stand up comedy now. Oh, my God. Just fucking, yeah. just get a high paying job, job, friend. I was going to, you want to say manual labor, but honestly, a lot of no. manual labor people are jacked. Yeah. I'll tell you, ugliest job, guy who cleans subway tunnels, rat bites. So? I don't even think I've ever laid eyes on one of those people. I have. I remember I, you didn't take the tube late enough at l- night like me. you never taken a, a bus through the night to get back to London, Ooh. so you're on the first tube, and you, you, see, the, like, you see the guys run. Uh, but it was always like 10 a.m. I would land there, because I've never had a bus be on time. It was like a National Express bus. In theory, we'll be there in eight hours. In reality, 11. Oh, my God. I... I have to tell you, being back in this country is so fascinating in that, A, yeah. inflation is going to cripple the British, and I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Back to bartering. We'll do an hour-long talk about a wrestler, and you give us grain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. How horrible a barter that is? Do you know how horrible associate our... about Bobo Brazil, and you yeah. give us something that took you a year to grow. Hi, can we have some of your bread? We have a lot of opinions on Bobo Brazil's big-time wrestling run in the 70s, which we will get to. But do you really want to hear about Rip Rogers? Because then yeah. you could give me a chicken you killed. 
You raised um, it for a year, and now your payment for that is me free associating once again about a tag team. Would you like to know who else uh, it took a year to accomplish? Um, Bobo Brazil marrying his wife? Yes. I think we're in the personal it, section of his life now. It's because um, uh, Harley Race wouldn't stop calling in bomb threats to the church because he didn't want it to happen. It's disgusting. They'll, make, they'll have children. That's what Harley, Harley Race saying. was not a racist. I'm Why is his last name that then? That's true. Harley. Race. I don't like the other race. Yeah. So, Harley, uh, what would your uh, wrestling name, what would your wrestling name you like it to be? And you're like, I would like it to be. Um, How about Harley Blackbat? Yeah. How about uh, Harley? Can Klu Klux Klan is right. Everyone else is wrong. How Race about it Harley is. House of David still good. Yeah. How about they call me David House? Named after my favorite place, the House of David. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Harley Race joke. Also, if you see like um, the Ken Burns documentary, I can't recommend enough how like they bury the lead with like, look how fun the House of David was, and then it's just like them doing cool Harlem Globetrotter baseball tricks, and then it's like do do do, and you're like, oh, this is fun, and then at the end he's like, it was revealed everyone was pedophiles, and you're like, what? And they're like, and now about the Cleveland in the 30s, <laughs> you're like, this no, is the problem. Roll back. This is the thing with Ken. Ken Burns does not always know how to structure his documentaries or knows how to deliver weird sad news uh like in um the vietnam documentary there's an episode where you see all of these different people reading testimonials um and about their experiences their feelings about going to vietnam mm -hmm. and very clearly none of these soldiers came back and then ken burns has one of their mothers immediately go and then he shipped off and we never saw him again and then you just have to watch all of the stories of all of these men die but they all start with their parents telling you they're dead. And it's like, Ken, you didn't need to set up a camera for the dead soldier parents. Like, <laughs> we know what you're doing. Like, I didn't need that. Like, you want to be sad or do you want to be fucking sad? And you're like, ah, Ken. Also, you have a terrible haircut. Yeah, Ken Burns maybe is the worst looking person I've seen. Yeah, it doesn't it's, make It's all any... haircut. He could just not have that haircut. And he'd be a normal looking guy. But it's just like. Actually, you know what? Worst looking job? Why didn't we think of this? Documentarian. Yes, Name it one. is documentarian. Name one. Name one. Oh, my God. Name one thoughty. Here's, here's the thing I know about living in Los Angeles, which is the continuation of the joke. Uh, how do you know you live in Los Angeles? You have a parking ticket and someone's told you Ellen is a monster is Michael Moore is considered one of the biggest dicks in Hollywood. Really? Apparently overtly doesn't tip. I don't believe in it. Oh, you guys certainly doesn't tip. You should, guys should be getting a bigger wage. This is my protest. So this is my favorite. Um, that's really funny. Isn't the, that fucking um, the other I'm big a man dicks? of the people, but not directly. No, no. Like, uh, by the way, like he lives in a like many a, times over, many times over, like a huge producer. Like it's not real. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I loved. Uh, I remember in high school when I discovered Michael Moore. I was like, "Well, I mean, you know, my mother always told me to look at both sides of the story. What's the other side?" And Michael Moore is alleging some pretty crazy things. And then I like found some right wing book about Michael Moore, and I was like, "Hey, you're fat, fat ass, you fat piece of shit." And I'm like, "Well, this other side." <laughs> hey, wait, hey, how'd you how'd you make that movie when you're eating so much, Tubbo? <laughs> <laughs> Like that this was is... like, and there was like a novel. <laughs> it wasn't like a magazine that said this. It was like, here's my novel about Michael Moore. Fat equals him plus loser equals lumpy bitch. And I was like, wow, 600 pages. They wrote lumpy bitch 9,000 times. I got to tell you, I love when 
political personalities try and use comedy because they it's a they it's all sledgehammer on either side it's ne- there's never nuance and it's the best like it's always just like I'll tell you why I'll tell you why it's it should be called Roger and shithead it's cuz his fucking head's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> that's, good, that's good stuff uh, uh, so anyway, me and John will be like... fucking reforming masculinity for a new generation. Uh, yeah, Dylan and I have been talking about this. The rest of the review will be pivoting to the next two. Oh, oh by the way, we're, yeah. we we're want to be start... the next weird guy in your for you page. Yeah, exactly. We want to be. We are pivoting uh, to a new space, oh, yeah. which is something that people say when they're talking about online marketing. We are heading into the uh, uh, manosphere space. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll be talking a lot about cigars and meat. And weird tattoos, and we'll be working out so our bodies look like very muscular, but in a way that's not useful to anyone. Like, have you guys, have you noticed there's a big trend where everyone's um, like shoulders are really broad and wide, but that's, that's it. Like then they have the thinnest arms. Yeah. We're not going to have useful muscle, which is when you, you know, we all know old men with just forearms. Those that's useful muscle. We don't have that. It's just biceps. So yeah. if you need us to curl a car, we can do that. If you need us to open a jar, we have a machine. Yeah, it's called a... Bubba the Love Sponge. Anyway, whatever. John, <laughs> what's the best thing about Bobo Brazil? What's the worst thing? I think the best thing about Bobo Brazil is that he seemed to have a nice career that lasted longer than anyone's career has ever lasted ever. Ever. Like, spectacular. It's truly... Maybe Harvey Whippleman, because Harvey Whippleman was born... Will you call that a pussy mom? Yeah, but he's a heel, you know. But here's the thing with Harvey Whippleman. I was thinking about him. I was sort of also thinking like Jim Cornette's a good corollary, and that he just stayed around the business. But Bobo Brazil in stayed ring. rest in ring. Like I remember Bobo Brazil wrestling on like VHS tapes you get from Coliseum Video. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's wrestling in yeah. like he's like an enhancement talent for like Big John Studd in 1984. Oh yeah, but something it, that Vince did that was brilliant, which is like he just had like super old dudes pop in and like look strong, but then lose to the heel. It's a very interesting thing that he immediately stopped doing as soon as they exited that era. Is it's keeping older wrestlers around just to sort of fuck about? You know what I mean? Instead, they would just be like, "Let's keep yeah, a, let's get a bunch really, of old wrestlers." But then all the newer guys, because like those old guys, like Bobo Brazil and guys like that, knew the lifespan of the business and didn't really care. They knew that like, okay, I look strong so I can come back another time versus like everyone kind of in the nineties adopted the Hogan and Nash philosophy of like, no, I never lose, you know? Yeah. Whereas a guy like Bobo Brazil understood like you just all just look strong. And then it looked at, you know, yeah, the match card will say, you know, whatever big John stood defeats Bobo Brazil, but like everyone who watched it knows that didn't happen. So, let me yeah. ask you this about Bobo Brazil. Sure. Do you like the one strap signet? He didn't. I the, at least the matches I watched, he just wore like he wore the um eye of a gut. Oh shorts, yeah. Which yes, he did like, wear those, of course. Hey, if you were to wear these appropriately, they would literally be shorts down to your knee. But I've pulled them up so high that these are past my nipple. Um, and I, I think the best thing about Bobo Brazil, just to wrap up quickly, is that um he has one of the best finishing moves as you said headbutt perfect you could use a headbutt now you can use it when wrestling first started wonderful finishing move better than a punch headbutts are illegal in combat sports for a reason they are fucking devastating and the worst thing about him 
um, his promos. I watched a promo from him for from the 80s, and that is when you should be fantastic at this because you've been doing promos and trying to sell events for like 50 years. And he's just like a he's like he's my goddamn dad on a Sunday. He's wandering. I he's totally see what you're saying. Here's my point with that because that's a great point. He was terrible at promos, but there's no way any white promoter for the first 30 years of his career was like. Well, we'll let the black guy talk now. Like, do you know what I'm that's saying? That's what true I true because he was playing the like, oh, he's a goddamn look at him. Oh, he's from the jungle. Yeah. Ah, yeah. In no way were they like this learned man from Arkansas will let you know how he feels about his opponent. They were like, we'd give Bobo Boyerzil the microphone, but he'd fuck it. Do you want to know yeah, why he'd and, fuck the microphone? That's the thing that's so impressive about Gorilla Monsoon where it's like the guy didn't wasn't allowed to use a microphone as a goddamn wrestler. But then he gets on the mic and it's like, here's our very eloquent announcer. Yeah. Gorilla Monsoon. Mm -hmm. Hey, I what just was his character when he was a wrestler? Oh, he's he, a man from the woods. How did he yeah, learn to talk like uh, that? Uh, shut up. Dylan, you're incorrect. He is a man from Manchuria. Manchuria. He's from the Asian woods, which, as we all know, is much scarier than the North American woods. I just assumed that was like, so he's like, wait a minute. Is he like a fucking he's from the <laughs> Manchurian candidate movie? Like, I'm. Yeah, that's what I. Where do you think they. they I guarantee. Tootsmont did, oh, did not know what a map was. We gotta do a Tootsmont episode. He probably you know, fucking he probably paid most people in like fake money. He when, I, he when when Monopoly came out, that's probably how he paid every wrestler for a long time until they realized it was fake money. Oh uh, yeah. He got like original prints of the Monopoly game and was like, no, this is the new money. The stuff I have is outdated. The stuff that I'm carrying around and paying people with, those cause those that's real money. That's I live Mont is the modern day Dana White, where he's like, no crypto. You, we pay you in crypto. Paying someone in crypto, Dana White is a fucking monster. Like, yeah. Can we do a Dana White Patreon episode? Sure. I mean, it's just gonna be me screaming. It's Great. just gonna be me standing and screaming. Like, how have we not murdered this man with a Dylan? Sword? You know, I love when you get a passionate. Dylan got passionate. Pete got, as I call you, like. I had a union job for a minute. I truly believe in them. And Dana White hates unions like Hitler hated other races. It's like, Dana I, White fucking hates. I completely agree with you. And it's a very interesting thing that I pointed out to someone recently where they're like, I fucking hate unions. And I was like, is it because one time a guy was a dick and they were in a union? And the person went, was like, no, but one time I had to wait a really long time. I was like, that guy was yeah, a that's dick. Why, but like, that's a bad job. If Yeah. Know, anyway. I, Dylan, I'm with you. I've been calling for the rest of uh, review to unionize. Oh, I'm me and Hobson, me and Hobson have well, formed a union for my wife's thrift business. I'm fucking unionizing there. I'm yeah, I don't think that the rest of review union will not stand with. We will stand with that union. I'm forming WR Shop One. I'm Shop Steward. Uh, mm -hmm. Hobson is. Uh, what did Jimmy Hoffa do for that union? Whoever that was, that's what Hobson's doing. He covered and, stuff uh, up. Uh, we're gonna need that for Hobson. Anyway, You're our if fixer. you guys want to uh, donate to Christopher Hobson directly, he has a charity called The House of David 2. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I didn't want House no of tricks, David. No tricks, just mess. That's yeah, what? No fun baseball yeah. tricks. We don't do that yeah. anymore. Yeah, just the stuff Ken Burns wants you to know. That's what it says on uh, the business cards. All right, I got to go now, but uh, next week we're going to do someone. 
Uh, next week, we're going to do uh, no, my wrestling We still have research group. for somebody. John, promote yeah. what you need to promote right now, and I will discover who we still have research for. Ladies and gentlemen, The Fringe is finally over. The show, I assume, has been shot this weekend and will be being edited and eventually out on YouTube for you to all enjoy. Oh, whoa, that's great. So what's your YouTube channel, John? Head on over to the John Hastings YouTube.com backslash the John Hastings, and we're going to put this fucker on the um it's gonna be great that's awesome all right sweet and how many four stars review did you get john i got a shitload of four stars and i got uh uh one three in the scotsman that was unnecessary and i don't know what the guy didn't like <laughs> yeah that's good i like using this public forum to take issue with the one bad review you got i'll have you know i've been using my show to take issue with my one that's bad review good. as well and it's That's one very of the- good. The show has changed into bitter man angry over one thing. First uh, of all, Jillian Hall is. Uh, oh yeah, who we're doing next week, and um, I, I don't. I think we put that one on hold because it was too close to the Vince stuff. But now that I mean, we're in the po- actually kind of well into the post Vince era. I would just like to say this uh, about uh, the post Vince era, which we've been talking about a lot is when we talked about Vince McMahon on a chat episode, you continually kept being like, maybe he's going to come back. Maybe he's going to come back. And people are still speculating like that. I need to say this again. The thing that he did, if he is found to be involved in the company in any way, the company is over. The American government will come in and shut it down. He's gone forever. This is the new era. That's Nick, crazy. Nick Khan will be gone soon. The company will never leave McMahon family control, clearly. That's and, right. yeah, like, the people that and should be Stephanie concerned. will do some weird segment where she does the suck. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have to watch it or something. For, like, some, like, Stephanie will go crazier than Vince. Like, Stephanie will, like, Seth Rollins will have to eat real shit in front of his wife and Triple H. And then so Stephanie they, will be like. So you're saying that they're literally me. just going to do the wrestler review the wrestling show? Oh my god. Imagine yeah, they Eric hire us. Trump, Eric Trump wins the presidency with Stephanie McMahon as her. As oh my god. I want to live in that. Eric Trump wins? What happened to Don Jr.? Fans so fucking. Like, got such tunnel vision about creative and wrestling that um we'll be like, well, I mean, Johnny Gargano is the title holder, so I I'm mean, yeah, still going to watch. <laughs> Ciampa, Ciampa just had another excellent, I wouldn't say five star, but 4.9 still watchable match. Mm-hmm. Every single match is thirty minutes long, and it's fantastic. So yeah. I'm fine that no, um, nobody has rights anymore. Walter has a really pointy face, and I enjoy that. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Next week we're back with Jillian Hall at Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Gott. Every single social media site. Go. Um, I've got a YouTube page that I'm actually updating again. Uh, but Congrats, it's so old. Guys. It's literally called My Name Is Dylan Gott. <laughs> it's named after my Yahoo email I started. That's how old this goddamn page is. But I'm finally updating it. So if you guys want to go there um, to at Dylan God on every other forum, thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day, evening, night, morning.